Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord Jesus. It's a great idea that we are still able to continue like this in spite of everything that's out there. Thank you for your prayers and your support. We believe that we should continue doing these things and see how we can dominate over the airwaves and see that our minds are open to the things that God will have for us in this time. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Let's pray. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Lord, we worship you. We bless you. We praise you. We worship you. Hallelujah, Lord. The one who sits on the throne, we worship you. Our Father, we bless you. Thank you for your great love. Thank you for the life that you gave us, precious Lord Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Spirit who lives in us right now. We honor you. We thank you. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Glory to your holy name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise your holy name. Praise your holy name. Praise your holy name. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Worthy to receive glory. Worthy to receive honor. Hallelujah. You created all things for your pleasure. We're grateful, Lord. Thank you, Abba Father. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ, His Son. And now let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich, because of what the Lord has done for us. We give thanks. Oh, we give you thanks. Hallelujah. We give you thanks. We give you worship and adoration. You alone are worthy. Worthy, Hallelujah. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Hallelujah, Oh, we worship you, Lord. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Worship you, Lord Jesus. Worship you, Lord Jesus. Worship you, Lord Jesus. Worship you, Lord Jesus. We give you thanks, we give you praise. La prete me peresete coriente. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Hallelujah. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, Abba Father. You're faithful. You'll do what you said. We trust you. We call every need met, every oak destroyed, every burden removed. In the name of Jesus. 
worship you, our Father. Thank you that you're more than enough. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Thank you for your mercy, Lord. I saw a, a foot, somebody's foot. It looks like a right foot. I believe the mercy of God is healing that foot right now. Praise you, Lord Jesus. I don't know whether it's an inflammation or something there. Your right foot, mercy of God, is restoring you, healing you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. God is faithful. Today we may not have any translation as uh, networks are not so great, but anyhow, let's go forward. We'll start from a scripture in Hebrews, the 10th chapter, and verse 23. And I read, it says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. In my King James Version, the last part, for he is faithful that promised, is in a bracket there. Notice that this verse starts with, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Then it ends with, for he is faithful that promised. So we have a work to do at the same time. Um, he is faithful. The one who promised is faithful. And that's what it's all about. It's about his faithfulness, actually. He's a faithful God. Hallelujah. So we do our part of holding fast to the Word of God, which is the profession of our faith or the confession of our faith. But He's faithful and He will do what He said. Notice that He has promised. He is he's faithful. He has promised. So we are exercising faith in what He has said, in His faithfulness to what He has actually spoken in His Word. Amen. So, do not forget, I want you to consider that verse and look at another verse like that also in Hebrews 11. And let's look at the 11th verse. And I read, it says there, Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Amen. So in these cases, you notice that the person who is faithful is God, and what He has promised, He will also do. Our business is to express our faith, confess our faith in His faithfulness, to believe that what He said He will do. Hallelujah. <coughs> and therefore, today as I bring these verses to you, I want you to consider one thing. God is the faithful person in all of this. It's all about our faith in Him, not really in ourselves or in our ability. Can we just consider that? You know, sometimes people have a way of looking at themselves and seeing whether they are strong or whether they are able or, you know, are they qualified? Do they have what it takes? But uh, as you read the scripture, you will notice God has used weak people, people who are really uh, 
unable in themselves. And those are the people that have become the champions of faith. You know, typical examples are all over the scripture. In, in the case of Sarah herself, you know, it was definitely sure she could not have children, you know. And so we need to consider that um, God is the God who uses people who do not seem to be qualified. If you remember, Gideon was hiding, and uh, then he was found among the stuff there. He was a scared fellow, and uh, so you can find out more and more. Moses said he had a problem speaking, and of course Abraham was past being useful. He was as good as dead. There was the barren womb. There was always something or another that seemed to be against everybody's ability and potential in the natural realm. But notice the, the word tells us here that God is faithful and we are actually focusing on his faithfulness, not really on our ability or our qualification or any such thing. So remember that. Let's look at another scripture in similar manner. First Thessalonians, the fifth chapter. It's a nice uh, line of scripture in verse 23. God of peace sanctify you wholly. Your whole spirit, soul, and body be presented or preserved blameless unto the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then 24 says, Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. Notice there, it's not based uh, really on our ability. The God who called us is faithful. This is not just for this context, but in every area of our life. We were called, we were chosen by a God who in his great foreknowledge knew everything about us. And in spite of knowing everything, including our strengths, in quote, our weaknesses, our baggage, whatever it was, he still called us with this holy and heavenly calling. Amen. And so he is faithful. If he began this good work, if he started the good work in us, he is faithful. He is going to work. He is going to make sure it is accomplished until the day we meet Jesus face to face. So faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. So we're going to be able to uh, release faith in God that he is faithful. God knew you. God knew everything about you before time began. And he still called you. He has chosen you because he is going to work what he said about you. He is faithful. So our faith is putting trust in God's faithfulness, leaning on his ability more than our own strength or anything we possess, you know, um, in a world that's rapidly changing, where, you know, software keeps changing constantly. Whatever you learn today may not be worth it in a couple of months. You may have to upgrade. So there's always a press for development and upgrading, you know, so you may always consider, you know, learning some more. There's nothing wrong with all that strengthening your potential and your great knowledge or whatever it is, but it's all about His faithfulness. Amen? Faithful is He that called you who also will do it. The God who is faithful, He has called us. Praise God. 
Hallelujah. How about that for a change? We, of course, are expressing our faith, maintaining our confession, and all of that. But the truth about it is that the God who called you, He is faithful, and He will do what He said. So we may have to learn to accept that from a legalistic background of trying to make everything right and do right and, you know, measure up and all that stuff to a place where you see God who knows everything about you saying, I'm faithful, I began this good work in your spirit, and I'm going to make sure that it's accomplished until the day I see you face to face. So there is this interesting balance and harmony, but truly, in the case of Sarah, for instance, she had her own problem. She was known as a contentious woman, and um, eventually she learned to honor the Word of God, to honor her own husband. The Bible tells us in First Peter 3 that she was now ready to call her husband Lord, uh, which was not the case in the beginning. Her husband was not perfect either. He was supposed to have gone towards Canaan without anybody else, but he took his family with him, and then he was supposed to stay in that land. He went down to Egypt, eventually came back with problems from Egypt, you know, and he didn't obey completely, but eventually, you know, God used him because God is faithful. Are you getting this? God is the faithful person in all of this. We are... Develop, that's the key. Development. As time goes, we learn to trust Him. That's what it's all about. We're not trusting in ourselves. We're not trusting in our ability, in our sources or resources. We're learning to trust in the God who is faithful. Amen. So in line with these thoughts, I would like us to examine a few scriptures and um, maybe settle these things. Praise God. Let's go to some familiar lines in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. It says there in verse 20, For all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. Thank God for that scripture. All the promises of God in him they are yes and amen. There's no other negotiation about it. As long as these promises are in Christ Jesus, every promise made to us through Abraham or through the covenants, as long as they are in Christ Jesus and you are in Christ Jesus, they belong to you. The answer from heaven is a resounding yes and amen. But notice 21 says, Now he which establisheth us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God. So notice here, the focus again goes back to God. Did you notice? He which establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God. Thank God for, you know, busy efforts in receiving the promises we must do our part. You know, there's some parts of Christianity that do not believe in receiving promises or don't know much about receiving the promises. But thank God we are learning and we will be receiving the benefits of the promises. But the focus goes back to Him again. 
He which establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God. 22 continues, who has also sealed us and has given the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. Praise God. So we would like to look really closely at these kind of scriptures because they are talking more about how God has settled a few things that you don't have to worry about. Praise God. God is interested in seeing the end of the result of you coming before his throne through all that goes on on the earth during this journey, your pilgrimage through the earth. He has decided that he would seal up a certain aspect of your life so that you don't have to struggle about that. Amen. Why? Because he's deeply interested. Because he's faithful. He's the one who called you. Hallelujah. And he's faithful. So, you know, your senses, your uh, emotions, and the surrounding may keep prodding you to consider whether you are up to the mark or not. But thank God you can always look away from all that at the one who called you, the one who is faithful. Amen. And so he has sealed us and given us the earnest of the Spirit, which means like a deposit that you pay a down payment before you receive uh, maybe a house to stay in or you pay a deposit or you pay for a car that you want to own, the deposit. So the Holy Spirit has been given to us already, put in our spirits as a down payment, which is going to ensure that you are going to heaven, that you are going to receive the benefits of heaven. Praise God. So when you got saved, when you accepted Jesus, the Holy Spirit came to live on the inside of you. And he also, that is interested in you uh, from before time began, has made sure that you don't have to worry about certain things, that you are sealed. The word sealed there carries with it some thoughts, that um, secrecy, some things are secret, they have to be hidden. So the Bible says we're hidden in, in Christ. Praise God. You are also talking about authentic. When you say there's a stamp on somebody's life, there's a stamp of authenticity on a male or a property. So it's the authentic, the real deal. So you are an authentic believer. You are authentically a child of God. You know, all these kind of thoughts. There's an authenticity. You're not some kind of fake. You know, because people may think that uh, these kind of thoughts are not true. They are kind of a fake level of Christianity or whatever. But this is the truth. So the, the idea of sealing has with it the fact that it is authentic. Amen? So if you see the seal, you know, okay, it's authentic green tip tea or, you know, golden tulip or whatever. Once you see the seal, ah, that must be authentic. Can you see that? So there's a secrecy to it also. So you're going to be kept uh, to be revealed to the person who stamped. Are you getting this? So um, others may not see anything, but eventually you're going to be carted all the way to the presence of God. Hallelujah. And so we, we actually live in that secret place. We live in, in Christ. We live in a place of faith. We are hidden there. Praise God. Such thoughts are involved. 
It also means that uh, there's going to be a disclosure later on. So when you say, I have sealed the document, it means later on you're going to open it up. So there's going to be an opening and unveiling later. And whatever was kept sealed will be kept well, will be kept secure, will be kept secretly until the unveiling later. Hallelujah. So you can see, therefore, that God has some thoughts along these lines uh, concerning us. Praise God. Securely kept, uh, to be revealed later, authentic, stamped with all his desire, with all his interest in that particular person, in that uh, whole operation. He's very interested in it. He has anointed us, established us, and he has also now sealed us and given us the very down payment of the Holy Ghost to make sure that eventually we're all going to reach our destination, receive the benefit of that destination. We start to enjoy it here and then receive the fullness of it. Why? God is faithful. He who called you is faithful. You can see, therefore, that you know, this age in which we are living, this particular time, which we could say is the age of, you know, the church, the age of grace, even though there's an evil time outside there, there's amazing grace that's been given to us as the body and the church of the living God. Hallelujah. And so we, we need to appreciate it, and we've been given enough to tide over anything that is here in this evil time. You don't have to really break your head about it. You don't have to worry too much about it. He's a faithful God. So He has sealed us. He has given us the Spirit, and He's faithful. And He's particularly interested in it. Let's go to some more scriptures like that. Second Timothy, second chapter, let's read uh, verse 19. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are his, and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Notice that he said, the Lord has put a seal. He knows them that are his. Everyone that names the name of the Lord now, because they believe that, they have now decided to keep themselves away from anything that would defile them. So the first thing is that they must realize they are sealed. And because they are sealed, they are His. They belong to Him. The ownership is there. Authentic ownership. You are His. You are in the Father's hands. You are in Jesus' hands. And the life that has been given to you is authentically the life of God. And you are sealed. It is shut. And guess what? It's going to be kept until that day. And then it's going to be revealed openly. Hallelujah. People are going to see the powerful thing that God started in your spirit, in your life. It's going to manifest openly in front of everybody. Praise God. Everyone that names the name of Christ departs from iniquity. So I could say also that it's very likely that the security of that seal is not going to allow iniquity to come inside. Hallelujah. Because there is a a security and a seal and a, an authentic stamp of God that that is His. 
Praise God. That spirit, that person on the inside there belongs to him. And therefore, I can actually say, praise God. I cannot continue in sin. I'm going to keep myself because the essential part of me that came from heaven is actually pure and stamped and sealed and separated. That's why I cannot continue in sin, according to 1 John 3, 9. See? So it's not that you get a license to continue living anyhow. It's just that you realize God is faithful. He has done all these things in the gospel in this particular age. He has done most of the work. <laughs> Ours is to believe in his faithfulness, that he who called you is faithful, and he's doing it. Praise God. So um, we do not practice evil anymore, consciously. Praise God. We realize that there's a part of us that is sealed, that's authentically his, shut away, and kept to be revealed at a later time. And notice that he is very interested in it. The foundation of God standeth sure. Notice that it's a foundation. Having this seal. Glory to God. So if it's a foundation, it must be strong. And it's based on the seal and the ownership and authenticity of that which God has done in our lives. Let's look at another verse like that. Go to Revelation, the ninth chapter. And let's observe there the fourth verse. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. And to them it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months. Their torment was as the torment of a scorpion, which striketh a man. So here there were some people stamped. Praise God. And so there is a reservation and a keeping apart. God has put a stamp there, which have not the seal of God in their foreheads, he says. In other words, there are going to be some that have the seal of God in their foreheads. Thank God we won't be here during that time. That's the tribulation period. But I'm just talking about how there's a seal. There's a seal of God on the forehead. Glory to God. Very interesting thought. So sometimes people are concerned. Are they really saved? You know? Are you sure that you are saved and you can actually be kept like that? I have to work and stay saved. You know? So you have to really uh, weigh out by the scripture what all these things mean. Let's look at another verse there in Ezekiel, the ninth chapter, and also the fourth verse. And the Lord said unto him, Go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem, and set a mark upon the foreheads of the men that sigh and that cry for all the abominations that be done in the midst thereof. To the others he said, In my hearing, go ye after him through the city, and smite, let not your eyes spare them, neither have ye any pity. Slay utterly old and young, maids, little children, women, but come not near any man upon whom is the mark. Did you see that? So you can see more and more 
references to where once the seal is there, you know, it's authentically kept, protected, preserved until the person who owns that, you know, particular product is now chosen to open it. Praise God. So you don't have to worry. Salvation which began in your spirit has been kept and it's going to be revealed in its fullness one of these days. You don't have to worry about it. You're a kept person. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Otherwise, most of us, if it were based on our own ability, man, I tell you, I don't think we'd have made it thus far. Thank God there's been a seal that has kept us. Praise God. Let's go to uh, another verse like that. Ephesians chapter 1. Let's go down there. I'm sorry, Ephesians chapter 4. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 30, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Notice that. Until the day where you are actually redeemed in your body. Thank God. Your body is not yet redeemed, but one of these days, when you see Jesus face to face, your body will be also redeemed. That wonderful day of redemption is still to come, and I believe is closer to you and I than to many others that came before us. And so the Spirit of God, by the glory and the word we understand here, has sealed us and kept us to that very day. Thank God you're on your way to that blessed day. Hallelujah. You know, there are more and more reasons to thank God now. Can you see that? Whoo, glory. So the Holy Spirit is permanently with us. And so he won't leave us. He won't forsake us. He won't uh, fly away, even though we torment him. So this is a verse where we should feel sorry for him. Wow, he's staying with me no matter what. So try not to grieve him. Try not to torment him because he's with you and he's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. God is a faithful God. So get another verse, Ephesians 1. Notice verse 13. In whom you also trusted after that you had heard the word of truth. After you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Notice that. In other words, just after you have accepted Jesus, you are sealed. Isn't that nice to know? Stamped. So this person is stamped and he has been authentically kept, privately sealed, and to be opened only when we get to heaven. Glory to God. Don't you think that if you were God's mail or courier packet that you would be kept until you are received by him himself definitely so you don't have to worry am i saved will i be saved will i stay saved you know when we were growing up there were people who believed that you know we had to stay saved and you need to do this and that to just make sure you're saved and all the messages that you know, basically we, we heard about such things where pretty much like you have to just kind of 
try and keep keep yourself saved. It was kind of ridiculous. And today, many years later, I still, you know, run into some of these people and their messages are still the same. <laughs> uh, and I wonder, have we been reading the same Bible? You know, Jesus said, you need to be able to read it yourself. How do you read it? So you may be hearing this, that, the other, but please go back to the Word. Listen to what the Scriptures are saying. Amen? Notice, in whom you also trusted after you heard the Word of Truth, the Gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that you believed you were sealed. See, after you believed you were sealed. So the, the act of believing, instantly after that, you were sealed, like that, stamped, kept by the owner himself, the precious Holy Spirit, the Father God, the Lord Jesus, they own us. He knows them that are his, praise God. And he has stamped us, kept us like that until the day when the full redemption takes place where we are back with Him in heaven in glorified bodies. Wonderful Jesus. So at least you don't have to worry about that aspect. You know, isn't that nice to know? That's one thing you don't have to worry about. Hallelujah. And it's clear that it was after you got saved, after you believed. So when did you get saved? After you believed. And then the minute you got saved, in your spirit you were sealed. That's settled. Wow, praise God. I hope people can see that it's that simple. But if you're not, you know, moved by the Word of God, but rather your feelings, your emotions, most of us sometimes, it takes time before you start acting like a safe person. You may just be so well trained by your circumstances and your flesh that you really don't feel any difference. You don't see any difference at all. So, my brother, my sister, the God who knew us before time began, who understood all of these things, said, I began the good work. I'm going to put a seal on this thing. I'm going to shut this thing down. I'm going to secure you, authentically keep you till that day. Hallelujah. That's so nice to know. That's so wonderful to know. Praise God. After that you believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Oh, glory to God. So who are we supposed to believe now? We're supposed to believe God. Don't trust yourself. Don't trust your feelings. Don't trust your emotions. God is faithful. So Sarah, she began to eventually trust God than anything else. She judged him faithful that promised. And therefore, she received strength to conceive. Faithful is he that called you. Who will also do it? It's not about how faithful you are. Of course, if you are faithful, you get rewards based on that. You get accolades, you get crowns and so forth. But that comes as a result of what you believe and the security in your life. If you are not secure about your salvation, if you are not secure that your spirit is sealed and kept by God who owns that, the Lord knows that it is His. That is what belongs to Him. If you're not sure of that, everything else is going to 
tumble down like some of these domino games they play. Like a pack of cards, it'll just fall to pieces. Every nervousness and fear will come upon you and you will never act right because you're not sure. Praise God, we can be sure. If you read in Ephesians 1, you know, we just read 13. 14 continues, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of His glory. See? So you can see the glory goes to Him. It's not about what you did really. It's all His work, His faithfulness. The glory goes to Him. He has done a mighty work. The church, the new covenant, in the period in which we live, I'm telling you, it's an amazing time. And we need to fully embrace what has been given to us by the Scripture working in us and enter into that place of security and rest and joy and fellowship with God and His people. Because you don't have to worry whether you're going to stay saved or you know whether you're going to miss it by tomorrow. Hallelujah. Yes, the anointing is leaky. We are leaky vessels. So sometimes you can find out that you're very hyper and filled. And then later on, maybe you're not so filled. But that should not determine whether your spirit is sealed or not. Praise God. So the anointing can vary. That's why the Bible says, be being filled. In Ephesians 5.18, it says, be being filled with the Spirit. Let's read that for a minute. Ephesians, the fifth chapter. And observe there. Let's read from verse 17. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We'll stop there. Notice this part is uh, up to us to be able to stay full. So we get to be restful, assured that God has stamped and sealed us, set us apart. We are set apart for His plan and purpose. And then we need to stay filled with the Spirit, speaking to ourselves in psalms and hymns, spiritual songs, making melody in our heart unto the Lord, giving thanks and so on. Praise God. So if you go by that, you know, you could get to the feeling that maybe sometimes you're not so saved or whatever. But that has nothing to do with the reality that your spirit man is secure. Hallelujah. So sometimes people feel they're saved. Sometimes people feel they're lost. But that is based on other emotional things or maybe how deep you are in the things of the Spirit. So don't be moved. Verse 16 says, Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be not unwise but understanding what the will of the Lord is. 
So in this moment, I don't live for too long. I just live for one day. Yesterday is over. My spirit is settled in God, um, secure. Whatever he's done in my spirit, thank God it's a wonderful work. And he's accomplishing mighty works through that born-again spirit. But my time is just one day. That's all I have. And so I must make sure I have my day well spent. If you notice in the book of Proverbs, the third chapter, which we had started reading the other day, we saw there verse 16. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. And that's supposed to be wisdom, isn't it? 15 says she's more precious than rubies, and so on. Notice it's, it's called length of days. So it's not just long life, it's also a day that is completely useful. Amen? Wisdom gives you the ability to have a full day which has been used wisely. Praise God. It's not like, oh, what happened to that day? I did nothing. It was just a waste. So with wisdom, you get a fully used day. You have redeemed a day. The day has been redeemed into the will of God. So what we are talking about here is, is about still wisdom. Is still making choices that are based on the word of God. He says, your sleep shall be uh, sweet. That means you have rest. You see? And so you don't have to worry whether your spirit is saved or not. Whether you're going to lose your salvation somewhere down the line. Is stamped, secure, on the way to heaven. Glory to God. And the owner of that is very interested. And he has established, he has anointed, he has made sure that you're going to be kept until that day. He's faithful, he'll do it. Meantime, our business is to make sure that out of that security, out of that rest, we are redeeming the day. We are taking full advantage of that day we have. Some of us are a little more busy now than before because, uh, you know, it's just like that, the way it has become. You know, even though we're not going here and there, we're a little more busy, we have more time to focus on the essential stuff. I believe you, you are focusing on the essential stuff. What is the essential stuff? Knowing and understanding the will of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, thank God your spirit is sealed, settled. God is faithful. And He began this good work. He will do it. Now we pray in the spirit. Now we begin to seek God about how can I fill my day with things that will glorify you. What is it that you want me to do? Hallelujah. Because, you know, suppose you're locked down for a whole week or two weeks or three weeks. What happens then? You know, there are some options. A, put on masks, cover your eyes, cover your ears, roll in the bed, sleep, eat, sleep, eat, sleep. So some people, they, they became bigger after the lockdown. You know, but it doesn't have to be like that, you know, because you know the will of God. So you can say, praise God, you know, my moderation is going to be known unto all men. And so I'm going to be moderate even in this time. Hallelujah. And uh, bodily exercise profits little. 
So I'm going to give that little, do some exercise, and then I'm going to give myself to the exercise which is godly, which endures into the next age also. And I'm going to pray, I'm going to study, I'm going to seek God, so that the minute I have my opportunity, I'll know exactly what to do. The wisdom of God will be my portion. So length of days is part of your uh, wisdom's pursuit to receive length of days. A day full of God. A day full of the will of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Nothing wrong with uh, watching a movie or you know, reading a good book or whatever is your distraction. You know, flying your plane or your remote control plane. <laughs> or you know, baking cakes or whatever. But the point is you want to have a day where you're not worried, anxious, fretful, not wondering whether you're going to make it, but rather you are filling yourself with thoughts of heaven, enjoying fellowship with God, you know, tapping into the things in the spirit that maybe you didn't have time for before. You are breaking into the things that you were created for. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus, the Bible says, is sitting at the right hand of God and his feet are on the earth. Have you thought about the fact that he's not going to lift up his feet until you go back home? Praise God. In other words, he, he doesn't receive a full rest or what do we say, a full uh, result until we go back home. So he's also wanting us back at the same time. Amen. So let's get busy. Let's do what we need to do so that Jesus can also enjoy the return. Hallelujah. He has sealed us until that day. Glory to God. Verse 19 of Proverbs 3 says, The Lord by wisdom has founded the earth. By understanding has he established the heavens. By his knowledge the depths are broken up. Clouds drop down the dew my son, 21, let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. So shall they be life unto thy soul and grace to thy neck. Then thou shalt walk in thy way safely. Thy foot shall not stumble and so on. So there's, there's work to do. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. Praise God. Have you noticed that your eyes are more in the Word now, that you're spending more time, your ears are busy listening? Praise God. It's a wonderful time. Usually you don't get such times because, you know, it's a mistake when the enemy has actually allowed you and I to spend more time in the Scripture. He's making a mistake. Praise God. You have been given more time to look into the Word, to hear the Word, <laughs> to study things of God, to pray. It's a wonderful opportunity. Glory to God. So I, I don't believe you will have this time too much because uh, that's how the system is. It's supposed to distract you. It's supposed to prevent you from going forward. But given these thoughts, I want you to know you have a rare opportunity to keep your mind on the Word, keep your mind on the things of God, to pray in the Spirit, to seek God's face without being fretful, without being worried, without being anxious. Hallelujah. Peacefully. Can you imagine a day like that? It's like paradise. It's like heaven. Glory to God. 
So we're not complaining actually about these times. We're enjoying these times. Hallelujah. Amen. Of course, the world is scared, but they need to see that you are not worried, you're not anxious, you're not shaken. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Go with me to Matthew. Let's go to chapter 27. Look at the last verse there. So they went and made the sepulchre sure, sealing the stone and setting a watch. See? They put a, a seal on that stone over where Jesus was kept, expecting that nobody could break that seal. It was secure. But guess what? Of course, Jesus came out of it. Hallelujah. But that was what the seal meant. It was secure. It was sealed. It was locked in. There was nothing anybody could do about it. And it was a government seal. So the highest authority in the land. Now imagine God's seal. That's secure, right? That's settled once and for all. Hallelujah. So my brother and sister, there's no need to worry about whether you're going to be uh, saved or whether you are saved. If you've accepted Jesus as your Lord, immediately after that you are sealed by the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. And even man knew that. The government knew that once the seal was there, that was it. Sometimes you see, uh, you know, factories are shut down and sealed. And you go and look at it, there's a lock there, and there'll be some wax there, you know, and a government order placed there too. And if you break that, you are in trouble. That's a natural government and their thinking. Imagine God setting his seal. That's it. This is my property. This man's spirit is sealed. This man's spirit is saved. This man's spirit is on his way to heaven. Hallelujah. The remaining part Spirit, soul, body, being set apart for Him. God is faithful. He will do it. God who started the good work in us, He's faithful. He will accomplish it. Glory to God. Why are you saying these things? I just perceive that, you know, in these times, there are these thoughts also rising up with, with folks. I don't know why they should think like that. But I'm amazed that uh, there's still this kind of teaching out there. It's pretty shocking to me. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Let's go also to the book of Revelation. Hallelujah. Revelation chapter 20. Let's observe there. Verse 1, And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand. He laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, and bound him a thousand years, cast him into the bottomless pit, shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. There you go. Even the devil has a seal placed on him in this verse. And he's kept like that for a thousand years. So just imagine the power of the seal that has been put on the believer. Where the Lord has sealed him in his spirit. The Lord has stamped him. The Lord has made sure that he's his. The Lord knows them that are his. God knows his people. 
one time we shared how you know those verses that talk about you I did this in your name I did that in your name and the Lord will say depart from me I know you not in other words that person just did not belong to the Lord that person was not saved but today you and I are saved the Lord knows them that are his God knows his own people if you've accepted the Lord Jesus if you've called on his name if you have actually believed that God raised Jesus from the dead confessed him as your Lord declared it out from an honest heart my brother my sister immediately after that there was a sealing that took place and it was done hallelujah you don't have to worry about that aspect anymore what we need to do now is simply begin to yield to opening our ears and eyes to hear what the scriptures say and to pray in the holy ghost to fulfill the plan for which we were brought down here and one day every day one day is enough each day is enough let's make that day count wisdom is to be able to make that one day count length of days means where you have a full day where you did exactly what you were supposed to do and then your sleep is sweet hallelujah oh glory to god fulfillment comes when you begin to think like this glory to god oh thank you jesus let's go back to the book of psalms also oh thank you jesus you know i'm excited about these kind of things because there's finality in it some people are not familiar with the god of finality there has to be finality i mean is it or isn't it are you saved or are you not saved you know there can't be some in between stuff there and thank god the church the church age the age of grace has made it very clear that it is god who has done these things while we were just lost in sin while we were still sinners christ died for us Amen. It did not really involve us. The 90th Psalm, it says there, verse 12, so teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Teach us. Teach us to number our days. In other words, teach us, Lord, to handle each day that we may give our hearts to wisdom. According to this verse, they were in a place of rebellion. and so they lived at about 70 or 80 and that was it praise god you and i are not in rebellion i know these are evil times but we have decided to obey god we have decided to go with god so we should live at least 80 hallelujah what i'm saying here is i believe god wants us to enjoy that day in the wisdom of god fulfill whatever he has explained in the scripture to you do it your sleep will be sweet i'm telling you and you know sleep is very powerful it's a very important part of our life of course jesus sometimes would stay awake all night so if you feel the pressure from the spirit of god to pray through the night it's a good time to do that also make sure you sleep during the day that's why he slept in the storm he was in the hinder part asleep on a pillow make sure you can also do your part and catch up with the sleep 
Hallelujah. Verse 17 of the same psalm says, Let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us, and establish thou the work of our hands upon us. Yea, the work of our hands, establish thou it. So there is a work that we were called to do. Let God establish it. Let God settle it. He is the God who has established us, who has anointed us, who has sealed us. Praise God. So during these times, my brother, my sister, don't think how long are we going to do this. You've got your day, one day. Call on the wisdom of God. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Study the scriptures. There's a discipline that is involved in putting some scriptures into you again and again. Even though you have read Psalm 91, maybe 90 times, it doesn't matter. It's time to read it as though you never read it before. Hallelujah. It's coming on your screen every Sunday. So what? You need to live in that place, that secret place. That's where we live. We live in the place where we are hidden. We are secure. Praise God. So there has to be a place where you have meditated on the scripture till you have rest. You must rest in it. Then whatever they send you on your WhatsApp saying that, oh, it's not this anymore. Actually, they found out it was that. It's not through the air anymore. It's even in the intestine. Okay, maybe that's why my stomach was giving me trouble. So, there you go down that line again. See? So you have to be sure that you can go, ha, 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 Nice try, devil. But I'm at rest. I'm dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. My life is hidden. Woo, thank you, Jesus. You cannot come near my dwelling place. You cannot come near my colony. You cannot come anywhere near my perimeter. Ha, 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 ha. Glory to God. Are you seeing that? Otherwise, the info just keeps changing. It's like the world. They don't know what they're doing. They are just the mouthpiece of whoever is calling the shots. That's all. And behind it all, notice, let's go there for a minute. Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter. Very interesting scripture. And verse 4, he says, In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. The God of this world. Notice the world. There is, you know, if you have your little strong number there is ion or however you pronounce that it means age this present age the god of this present age his age is running out that age is running out his dominion ends with this age praise god but the church has already won over him he is a defeated foe and he controls minds notice that has blinded the minds of them which believe not and you are the ones with the truth. You are the ones with the revelation. And the light of the glorious gospel has shined in your hearts. The knowledge in the face of Jesus is now in us. Hallelujah. So my brother, my sister, don't fall for the same information that everybody's falling for out there. They are being controlled by the God of this age. And his age is running out. Yes, the church age is running out. 
Notice, it is an evil age, but it's also the church age. It's the age where the church dominates until Jesus comes. So we cannot be driven by the same information that everybody is falling for. You are sealed. You are saved. You are kept. God is a faithful God. He who started the good work in you is faithful. He will accomplish it. Our business is to make sure that day is filled with seeking His face, looking into the Scripture, achieving His purpose for that day. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's why we talk about those prayers in the prayer pocket. Be filled with the knowledge of His will. Whatever space there is, don't get it filled with those lying things. Get it filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Then we will enjoy a walk that is worthy of Him unto all pleasing. Hallelujah. So guess what? Your spirit is a settled matter. Don't worry about that. Thank God. Hallelujah. It is clear that God was interested in you, so interested in you, that He sent you for such a time as this, and He made sure that your spirit was going to be freely uh, kept till we meet Him face to face, secure, owned by Him. The rest of the stuff, you just have to work on your thinking, work on what is on your mind. Hallelujah. So it doesn't matter. I don't think you should be bothered about any other news out there. But I wish I could control that. It keeps coming to your phone. So I don't, I don't say you should throw your phone away. I don't know what you could do about it. But honestly, maybe you should just begin to meditate on the Scripture even more. If, if one information from the world comes your way, maybe you should multiply that by four Scriptures. And just pack your mind up. Because these things... They seep in. It's war. It's warfare. And you have to fight against those imaginations. You have to fight against those thoughts. Hallelujah. Your neighbor is waiting to hear if you're sneezing. Can you imagine that? It's a funny time we're living in. You shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. They don't know who you are. They don't know that you are the one who has the answer. Who has the blessing for them. They have no clue. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to now read uh, Romans chapter 8. And I'm going to read a few verses there which must help you. And then I'll read another verse and then we'll worship Him. Notice there Romans 8. Uh, it says there in 24, We are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why does he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. We don't know the day or the hour, but we know the season. So we wait patiently. Praise God. Wait patiently. One day at a time. That's enough. Next verse says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. Primarily a prayer infirmity, but any other infirmity. He is going to help you there. Like Brother Joji said the other time, he will come upon you, jump on you, and begin to smear himself and build you and equip you. Hallelujah. 
For you know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself maketh intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. Or, not in a learned language or what you learned in school, and he that searches the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. You see, his purpose is going to be brought forth there. Notice 29 now. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Wherefore whom he did predestinate, them he also called. Whom he called, them he also justified. Whom he justified, them he also glorified. Hallelujah. In other words, God knew you long time ago, and God set his hand upon you, set you apart for his own purpose and his own plan, and how you wait in prayer, giving thanks without fear, without worry, is going to help you accomplish the purpose for what you were created. Amen. Therefore, my brother, my sister, it's time to give ourselves to prayer. It's time to give, like Peter said, be sober and watch on to prayer. This is a time where it will still work out for good. Everything can still work out for good. Nothing takes God by surprise. This whole thing will still work out together for good. The one who called us is faithful. He'll do it. We're trusting Him. We're not trusting ourselves. Do you realize when you pray in tongues, you're actually going into a place of faith? It's a total faith experience. It's a faith exercise. You are speaking the language of faith. You are speaking in the Spirit. You are speaking secrets. You are speaking by faith. God is pleased. And that's why everything works out together for good. But I believe... There has to be a praying out of some things. So give yourselves to prayer in this time. Honestly, we need to. How many of you are praying like never before? I think you are. I really believe you are. As I begin to close, I'm thinking about Romans 4:11, Talking about Abraham here. And he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of the faith which he had yet being uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all them that believe, though they be not circumcised, that the righteousness might be imputed unto them also. Praise God. So here you notice that the Bible says that Abraham had a seal of his faith, which was circumcision. And he had the faith before he was circumcised. It's the same as you are saved and then you are sealed. Hallelujah. So the minute you said, Amen, I believe Jesus is Lord. He died for my sins. He rose up on the third day. Thank you, Abba Father. You're saved. Holy Ghost recreates you sealed. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. That security must be there, my brother, my sister. 
Let's stay secure. Amen. What the world says, stay safe. <laughs> stay secure in Christ. Stay secure in Him, in His Word. It's time to enjoy that security. It's time to be in the secret place of the Most High, under the shadow of the Almighty. Praise the Lord Jesus. I want us to read one more scripture, and then we, we must take a little time to pray. Just, you know, believe with me. I believe we should pray together. Verse Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 4, it says, According as He has chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to Himself, according to the good pleasure of His will. Hallelujah. Of course, because He has done all these things, guess what happens? Verse 6 says, To the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He has made us acceptable or accepted in the Beloved. He has done all of these things. Sealed us, put us in the Beloved, made sure we are secure. Wow! No wonder we can say, Thank you, Lord. All praise to your grace. You thank Him because He cares. He saw everything. He planned for you. What a time to be on the earth. You are the most blessed people on the planet. This is not a cursed time to be on the earth. This is the time where the blessing of Abraham is our portion. Hallelujah. See, Abraham actually lived in tents. Even though he was so rich, he never lived in a full house. He lived in a tent. And the Bible says he did that because he wanted people to see what he believed, that this was not his home. There's nothing wrong with having houses and property and all that, but we're on our way out. Amen? One day is enough. If we can live and enjoy and pray and study and meditate, let the will of God be fulfilled in our life, all glory to to God, all praise for His grace. Amen. It's a wonderful time to be on the planet, my brother and sister. If you look at it from the world perspective, it's not looking so good. It no look it too good. But if you look at it from our side, it's, it's very different. Hallelujah. It's a, it's a wonderful time. It's a blessed time. It's the church age. It's the church age. It's the age for the church to exercise its dominion whether there's just one week left before Jesus comes or two years left before Jesus comes, is still the age of the church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. We are His people, called by His name, sealed by Him. We are kept. The Lord knows them that are His and He is faithful. He is accomplishing the work. He's finishing the job. Let's give our tongues to Him in prayer. Let's meditate on these thoughts. Let's keep our eyes on the Word of God. Praise God. He's a faithful God. Let Him receive the glory. Let Him receive the praise. Amen. Shall we thank Him for a minute or two? Let's just pray in tongues for a minute. Oh, reminde cresolide bravadanda. 
Hona prostefemende, shabre minkalato korose brevende. We worship you, Lord. Repeze brevelta la prasa la pafarianta la malchela crasta. Lord, I pray that your people, everyone who's called by your name, may be sure and rest in their real, true salvation, that their spirit is kept, peace becomes their portion, that they are not shaken, they are not moved. Hallelujah. No matter what's going on in this world, that they will enjoy each day in your presence, fellowshipping with your spirit, fellowshipping with your word, praying in the Holy Ghost, being filled with the Spirit, coming out with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in their heart unto the Lord, giving thanks to you, Father, for the great work you have already done and the work you are doing at the right hand, making sure, making sure that whatever we were created for is accomplished, that we will not come to the home the eternal resting place without accomplishing what we were created for. Whoever, whatever it was that we were supposed to do, whoever we were supposed to meet, whatever we were supposed to do, precious Lord, we trust you, the God who works in us, both to will and do his good pleasure, the one who is alive at the right hand praying for us. We open our hearts to you. We thank you for what you have done. You have predestinated us. You have planned for us. We worship you. Thank you, Father, for the supply of heaven. That is more than enough. More than enough. Emotional, physical, material, financial, whatever that need is. The supply of heaven is more than enough. I thank you for strengthening us, strengthening your people in this day and hour. And they will laugh at the destruction, laugh at the famine, laugh at the pestilence. Hallelujah. That they will enjoy the day, that their day will be full. Their day will be long in the blessing of God. We worship you today. We honor you today. We engage your faithfulness by declaring, even as Sarah, that you are faithful. We judge you as faithful. The faithful God of Abraham is our Father. He is faithful. He began the good work. He started it. He is faithful. He will accomplish it. He will do it. We want to thank you. We want to praise you that that's your nature. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Faithful God. Mandara Sukuri Matarabashanda. Krama Zambra Lambra Gastapala Jambra Labaya. Oh, faithful God. Your people will not be stuck. Your people have favor. Your people have the open door. In the midst of all that's going on, they will finish all they were created to. They will do it. They will be in the center of your will, Abba Father. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Hallelujah, Lord, for thoughts of peace, thoughts of good, not evil, to give them a future and a hope. 
to bring them to the expected end. Thoughts, thoughts of victory, thoughts of praise. Hallelujah. We bless you, we praise you, we worship you. Thank you for the Spirit of God, supplication, grace and supplication, the ability to pray. Oh, we worship you. Lord, if you want to wake us up, you want to wake your people up at some time, that we will yield and pray through and finish and accomplish all that we were created for. We trust you, Lord. We believe everything will still work out together for good. Faithful God. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. We give you praise. We give you thanks. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to read one more scripture from Hebrews. Again, the 12th chapter. We saw the other week, verse 2, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Hallelujah. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. So notice that we are coming to terms with Jesus who endured. And we look at him that endured. And he's the one who said, one day, forget yesterday, don't worry about tomorrow, today. That's how to endure. Just one day at a time. Amen? Look at him. It is from him that we get those powerful admonitions. Sufficient unto that day is the evil thereof. For each day. That's what he said. I believe he lived like that. Hallelujah. So consider Jesus. Consider what he has said. We are looking at him. We are not looking at ourselves or our ability. We are looking to him. He started this good work in us. He's the great high priest. He's praying for us. As you consider, you will run. You will finish. You will accomplish. Your testimony will be like him. He said, I have done all. I have finished. My meat is to do the will of my Father. To finish the work. Praise God. And so I believe that none of us is going to leave this earth without finishing what we were created for. Not one of us. Praise God. Hallelujah. God is good. If you'd like to give an offering, now is a good chance. Let's do that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We receive in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Don't let these seasons affect you. Whatever is in your heart to give, trust God. He's faithful. 
We're going to use this as a point of contact also to receive if you like to give tithes or any kind of offering. Father, here mortal men receive. There he that lives forever receives. Into your hands, the nail-pierced hands, we give right now. We consider you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We bless you. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, Abba Father. Worship you, Lord. Worship you, Lord. Worship you, Lord. Worship you, Lord. We're going to be rich towards you, Lord. Hallelujah. To have savings in heaven, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. As your people give, I thank you that it's being laid up in heaven where no one can rob, where there's no rust, where there's no moth, where there's no destruction. We worship you, Father. We thank you, Lord, that they receive good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, in Jesus' name, in this earth realm, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. My brother and sister, I believe that this is what you need to hear now. It's important for you during these very special days. And let's do the will of God. Do not be worried. Do not be anxious. You are saved. You don't have to let that affect you. The rest of it, one day at a time, as you ponder, as you meditate, I believe you will see fulfillment. You will see satisfaction on a daily basis. Thank you, Jesus. You are blessed.